I forgot to hit on mute. Nothing lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> even, even cold November rain. So happy November, everybody. But you know what does last forever? The Resistance broadcast. We're here forever. We're like we're like uh, post nuclear war cockroaches. We go nowhere. And they or Twinkies. Here. Yeah, or Twinkies. Right. That's actually more enjoyable. Or or a cough that you get at the beginning of winter and lasts all winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or Twinkie. <laughs> That's a big Twinkie. Uh, welcome everybody to the show. It is TRB live, and we are so excited because it is that time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do this seasonally. It is time for the fall edition of the State of Star Wars. Could get a little spicy, who knows? But we are going to talk about our thoughts on the state of our favorite movie franchise. So thank you so much for joining us today. I'm John, that's James, that's Lacey, and we have a great show in store for you today. So first off, before we get into anything, I just want to say thank you to everybody who happens to be joining us live. Uh, I already see someone has sent in a super chat. If you would like your comment read on the show, or if you have a question, you want it vaulted right to the front, We'll talk Mm -hmm. about it, comment on it. We have Super Chats available. Also, just so you know, we will be doing Ask the Resistance later in the show. Uh, Those are for standard comments, Super Chats, whatever. But if you do put a comment that you want used uh, as a question later in the show, just use hashtag Ask the Resistance so we know that you're opting into that. So thank you for that. And just for listening, watching, being a part of what we're doing here. Thank you all, whether you're new, old, whatever. Uh, thank you. We appreciate it very much. And make sure you are subscribed to us on any audio podcast app. We have two episodes every week or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance at the resistance broadcast. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you'd like to support us, tier start at five bucks. James and Lacey, how are we doing? How was Halloween? Halloween was good. We had a crazy like snowstorm the first 15 minutes. I saw Bennett was Yoshi. Yeah. Nintendo's Yoshi. Yep. Were you gets into Mario? Character. Did you do anything? No, he didn't do anything. Hmm. But That's good. he gets into character for sure. Nice. So he was swallowing giant eggs whole. <laughs> no, he just doesn't Adam, say anything Adam. except for Yoshi. Nice. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, Lacey, did you dress up Daisy? So Matt bought her an Anna costume from Frozen because she's been saying how her name is Anna for like three months. I'll be like, what's your name? And she'll go, Anna. And I'll go, no, it's not. Name's not not Anna. Hmm. Um, so we thought that she'd be fun and dress up as Anna. And she mm-hmm. did not like that. So she was a skeleton because she has skeleton pajamas. <laughs> oh, that works. That works. <laughs> so that's what she was. Did you have her helping hand out candy or anything like that? And was she, is she involved? Does she like Halloween at this early age? She loves halloween matt did like a really crazy setup with like zombies and blood and like biohazard stuff like scaring all the kids in the neighborhood and daisy like loves it she loves zombies nice yeah 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 my uh yeah my daisy was a witch johnny was venom um but he felt when he 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 got to wear it to school because they had like this school parade where the kids got to wear their costumes oh that's so cute i love that stuff but venom is it has like a muscle suit and (laughs) you know venom's essentially naked for lack of a better term so he felt like like he was walking around like clutching his chest as though he was naked (laughs) (laughs) but he he soon realized oh the symbiote takes over eddie brock and i'm not really naked and then he started eating people in convenience stores it just got got out of hand but Mm -hmm. uh halloween has come and gone 
And we're here to talk about uh, something a little less scary for the most part, which is Star Wars. So, uh, Lacey, before we get into our first segment of the mm-hmm. show, uh, mm-hmm. we did have a super chat. Is that correct? We do. That is correct, John. From Gary24Fan. Thank you so much for the super chat, Gary. We appreciate it. He said, hi, TRB folks. And sorry I've not joined you in a while. It's okay, Gary. Uh, but it's been a rough year for my family and me. As always, Star Wars is here to recenter us. Gary, we're wishing you the best, man. I'm so sorry to hear that. I know it's been a not easier for a lot of people. So we're here for you. We hear you. Um, yeah. And hopefully you can have some fun listening to Star Wars and chatting with us. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it, man. Um, okay. Let us get to the first segment to warm things up before we get to that discussion on the state of Star Wars. So, James, mm-hmm. where is our buddy Cheerit? Our buddy Cheerit is here. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. That's right. Well, the Force is showing up on TRB Live tonight. Check that out. Um, We use this segment as a way to pitch Star Wars questions and then guess whether something will or will not happen within the Star Wars universe. Uh, In addition to the questions that we pitch, if you are a patron, you can submit your questions to make it on the show, hopefully. Um, Let's go ahead and start off with one of those particular patron questions uh this one coming from commander semperfy danny sending the question this week uh let's get to that one it's will we get a trailer for skeleton crew this month or up to the end of the year so it, really november december do we is there still time for a skeleton crew uh trailer what do you think Lacey? um so I want there to be one because I feel like we're in this like dead zone. Like I feel like we're a bunch of stormtroopers like dead on a ship somewhere. <laughs> like nothing's mm-hmm. happening in Star Wars. <laughs> I can't hear you, John. You're muted, man. <laughs> However, <laughs> you're obsessed with these dead stormtroopers. Well, we were just talking about it off yeah. air. So it's Halloween. I'm still in that like dead zombie mode. Anyway, um, so I want there to be a trailer. However, I don't think there will be. What I do think we will get is some type of montage of this is what's coming next year because that's what they did last year. Um, because right now, you know, the SAG Afra strike still going on. Rightfully so. Those people should be paid accordingly. Um, and Disney is one of the biggest people holding out on them. So I couldn't see them throwing up stuff to promote especially if it's not coming out this year i think they're going to hold it plus i think a lot of stuff gets lost in the um holiday time period uh especially if it's not coming out to the new year like people have stuff going on family events holidays so i feel like they're going to hold it until the new year when they have people's attention and they're back at work and they're back at school um but you will get a glimpse of it in like a hey here's what's coming next year on disney plus especially with the news that they're buying out uh, Comcast portion of Hulu. I think you're going to see a big change between Hulu and Disney Plus. I think mm. they're going to combine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and answer that the same way you did. That's exactly right, I think. Um, my, my rule of thumb is eight weeks before the show comes out, and I don't think that it's going to come out in January or February, which means that... Um, it will not have any trailer or any sort of big promotional thing in 2024. I think it's probably more likely to come out in March of 2025 or later. Oh, you think they're pushing it till 2025? Oh, wait, no. 
I got my years wrong. Sorry. 2024. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah, coming out. In this 2020. is 1999. Uh, yep. <laughs> I just got so. Yep. Prince just got off stage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to go that far. I just got. It's a uh, yeah. I think that's coming out uh, March or later of mm-hmm. 2024. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means that eight weeks before that, where you know. So you're not, talking after the Super Bowl. Year. Like where uh, Mando when was. Bowl, when is that? J- January? February. Yeah. After that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. John? John, what do you think? I don't know if John's going to answer. Oh. I think he might be uh, chilling out right now. So we might want to go to the next question. Locked in. John's mm-hmm. got his answer locked in. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do, uh, speaking of dates that I can't seem to get right, I'm going to try to nail this one. Will 2024 be the final year Kathleen Kennedy is president of Lucasfilm. Um, I just went, so I'll bounce that back at you, Lacey. What do you think? Oh, I was going to say you go because I went first on the last question. Oh, all right. I I don't think so. Um, I don't know what her era is going to look like at the end. I feel like, is it really just going to be like a, a, a headline one day that just says Kathleen Kennedy says she's stepping down in 20, you know, October, 2025 or what do you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I just don't see it on the horizon right now. Um, we had kind of talked about her going up until Indiana Jones five came out and released, but it has come out and released. Yeah. We thought that Disney that was going to be the kind of turning point for her. Yeah. And it sort of doesn't seem that way at all. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to say that 2024, she is still president of Lucasfilm, but you got to think it's coming up sometime, right? Yeah, I mean, it's tricky. I know people in the chat, like Matt Lawless, is saying that she'll stay through the Ray movies, and I think that's totally reasonable to think. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of changes happening at Lucasfilm and Marvel and Disney right now especially between what has been said, rumored and whatnot between Kevin and Kathleen is like, they didn't want to announce stuff in 2020. Things weren't ready to go. They're, you know, rethinking all of Marvel now. Like they're talking about bringing back Tony Stark and all these other people, like totally gutting what their original plan was. So I feel like Star Wars is kind of doing that too. Uh, we're going to get into it with the state of Star Wars, but I feel like we're at a really weird point in Star Wars where it's like it's unsure if they're going to follow through on what their initial plan was or things have totally been kind of erased and or mixed around. Um, I think Kathleen will stay through 2024 and she'll probably finish up in 2025 with celebration um, being her last one. That's what I think. You're muted, James. You guys are on a roll tonight. I've got a I've got a crazy cough, so I'm, no, it's like, okay. I'm wanting to mute it's more than I regularly am. But I gotta ask John, what do you think about a trailer coming out for Skeleton Crew by the end of the year? No, I don't think so. And yeah, sorry. Uh, we really shouldn't even be commenting on this because the audio listeners don't care. But my internet went <laughs> out, so that's what happened. But 
Um, so apologies. We'll have a smooth ride the rest of the way here. But I don't think so. I think I because I, I think Andor is going to get pushed to spring 2025. That's going to get sort of somehow melded into Celebration 25 in Japan. So I think they are pushing everything. So I think you're going to still get two series next year. It will be Skeleton Crew and Acolyte. Acolyte was probably going to be sooner. Now that's going to move to late summer, early fall. Mm-hmm. I think springtime Skeleton Crew. I mm-hmm. think trailer uh, probably March comes out in April or maybe because it's a kid's show, maybe comes out around the May the 4th, something like that. So I do not think we will get a trailer this calendar year. Do you, is there any possibility in the three of us? You think that, that that's a Super Bowl thing? That a skeleton crew would no. be something that they. Uh, I don't think they not. want to drop that kind of money for a Disney Plus show. It would probably be Disney Plus in all of it. You know, like what maybe Lacey's what's talking. You know, like you put maybe. all the stuff in or something. Mm-hmm. Right, John. I said Kathleen Kennedy sticking around through twenty twenty four. Lacey said sticking around through twenty twenty four and ending in twenty twenty five. She put a little period on that. Where do you stand on Kathleen Kennedy and 2024 being her final year as president of Lucasfilm? Yeah, it will. Uh, her contract Ooh. expires at the end of 2024. I think that's going to be it. Um, I think she will leave on her terms, uh, sort of a stepping away. I, you know, I did my job sort of thing. But, you know, she's going to be getting into her 70s and that doesn't mean anything but she may want to do other stuff maybe she wants to go back to producing movies and not have the weight of running a studio on her head um but i I just think it's time um i've really enjoyed most of what they've put out but i think a new voice sounds about right especially considering the stumbling blocks of of them putting a lot of these movies together as much as i love them uh so i I think this is going to be it i think they're going to either appoint someone new or disney is just going to operate Lucasfilm differently without necessarily uh, its own president, but I, I think this is going to be it. I think this next year is going to be it for Kathleen Kennedy, and uh, you YouTubers aren't going to be able to take credit for it because they've been trying to say it for so long. But she's going to be like, <laughs> "My contract's up. I'm leaving," and I'm sure it'll be spun in a way that you know people use conspiracy theories and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be it, and it's it's not going to be that big of a deal. It's going to be fine. And they could All use right. 2025 celebration to announce the new person. They could do that. Yep. That would be wild. Yeah. Flying you out to Japan. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, that's it for Will the Force. I do want to remind people that after our discussion, which is happening next, it's next up on the docket, but after that, we're going to be doing Ask the Resistance, so remember to send in those questions and the chat and use that hashtag Ask the Resistance so we know it's what you want to do. And don't forget the Super Chat option is always there too, so if you do that, you're guaranteed to get that question in. So, um, uh, With that said, that's the end of Will of the Force. Let's move on to our discussion. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right, thank you, Darth. Uh, The state of Star Wars Fall 2023, so every season, as I said at the top, we like to take the time that we have on the podcast to have an open discussion about the state of the franchise. Uh, So now it's time for the fall edition of this year. Um, I mean, a good way to start things off, we you know always try to tie in Will of the Force into our discussion. So... Kathleen Kennedy, certainly a topic for discussion as always, always a white hot topic because of how people feel about her leadership (laughs) or her execution or what have you. Um, But in general, I think uh, I think the state of Star Wars is good. I think I'd be lying 
if I said that it is running on all cylinders right now. Um, if you even take a look at the news, there's not a lot of news right now. Uh, I know the strikes are a part of that without question. Uh, so hopefully uh, the Screen Actors Guild uh, strike comes to an end and they're able to come up with their deal as the writers have. And, and that can all be uh, put aside and, and move forward there. But I just think that's even if there weren't strikes, I still think it would be a little tepid right now because until the movies really get going and mm-hmm. we learn that filming is going to take place starting in Pinewood Studios in March and you just get that feeling that a Star Wars movie's coming back, we're going to feel like something is missing. Now, if it was the other way around and it was just movies and there were no shows, I wouldn't feel that way. I feel like Star Wars runs best when they are doing something with theatrical films. So I think that's coming. And next year, we're going to feel that again because I right. think they are going to get rolling on the movies. We got the new shows coming out. We're going to be running on all cylinders again. So I think things are good. I think Ahsoka uh, was mostly beloved. I, I feel like fandom received it re- pretty well for the most part. And that's always a good box to check. Uh, so if Ahsoka wasn't didn't live up to what people were hoping then i think we'd be having a really spicy conversation but i think ahsoka did a a a good job of delivering a series that exceeded my expectations from a visual perspective with special effects and uh how it was presented so uh, i really enjoyed ahsoka i'm curious to see what's up next but uh where are you guys at how you guys feeling about star wars because it seems like the big stuff isn't really going on but there's a lot of stuff like the books high republic you know, some maybe new video games and that sort of thing. How are you guys Toys. feeling? Toys. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 go ahead, oh, James. Go ahead. No, well, go I was going to follow up with John on his, his Kathleen Kennedy thing, because you said you, you think she would end by 2024, but while you were gone, it was kind of discussed a little bit about the, she's got this movie coming out with Ray and Charmaine Abdoid Chinoy. And it's like a, a, an odd pick for a director and all this. It's like, don't you think she would also like, stick around to see that through because she picked this director and if somebody else comes in there's a chance that that director just gets like uh no we're scrapping this movie or we're picking someone else to do it or something which now that she would like pick this person and then like stick with them through it all the way may 2026 Uh, that's been pushed to for for an ip in this day and age there's always going to be things in production in varying stages so no matter when she decides to leave or when they yeah. decide to make a change, something is yeah. going to be being developed. So I know, I know that I'm talking about this one thing where I don't she think like so. picks this one, uh, like hand picks this random person practically to be like your leading Ray and the female future of the force. No, and, you know, and we be that. honest, I it wouldn't shock me if there's a director change there too, because anyway, yeah, all right. You know, it could be um, obeyed Chinoy's schedule because of what happened with the strikes and things getting pushed. It could be a creative issue. It could be a lot of things. It wouldn't be rare for Star Wars to make a director change. It's happened several times on these yeah. in the last 10 years. So uh, sure. that wouldn't shock me either. So I, I, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, I don't know what someone who's you know in their 70s is like. But I'm sure she doesn't want to just do something just because there's a movie coming out. I'm sure she has ideas for her future and her legacy mm-hmm. and stuff. If she sticks around, she was sticking around because she wants to be the president of Lucasfilm, not to be a lame duck. Well, I picked this director, so I guess I'll sign up for two more years of this job. I don't think so. 
Yeah, it has been pushed say? back a ways, 2026. Yeah. At, I mean, we've even heard that any of the other projects that like Ryan Johnson's project kept getting pushed back and pushed back because he's working on other stuff. So it's tough to think about where Kathleen Kennedy will be in like even a year from now because we don't know how Star Wars is going to be at that point and like how these strikes are going to end up like where they're going because already they're canceling all these projects, not Star Wars necessarily, but pushing back stuff, canceling projects. Uh, there's been so many rumors of like stuff being just kind of shelved. So I don't think we're going to have a stuff. Yeah, I, I just don't think we're going to have a full understanding of how everything has progressed and or changed until once the strike is done. Um, but I think that the strike is also being used as an excuse to clean up their schedules. If that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like things are, it just has this feeling. I haven't heard anything or anything like that. There's just this feeling that star Wars is in a weird spot where they're, they need to produce shows and they right. need to produce movies, but they're, it just feels like they're in a, transition phase mm -hmm. and like marvel's starting to get there right now too you heard old stories about like from variety anyway that they may be bringing back the, all the characters who died who you know changing uh, villains because of issues yeah. with the actor. yeah i mean yeah how, how do you make Endgame age worse than it already does you do the, you, <laughs> you, you counteract everything that it did the uh, moment spider-man came out i knew they were going to bring those people, everyone back it's yeah so so Marvel's at that place, and I feel like Lucasfilm's sort of at that place right now. Um, so mm -hmm. it is very interesting. I I just can't help but think like people say, "Oh well, we la we lasted fifteen years before Star Wars movies, or you know, ten years between Star Wars movies. We can wait." And it's like, sure, we can, but things Do you are want now. to, yeah, things are just different now. Like it's just that's just not how movie studios operate or intellectual properties operate. So we have to look at it from the prism of how things are done today. It does feel like we are waiting for star Wars to do bigger things. Um, and as much as I'm excited for those upcoming movies that were announced, there is always going to be that little part of me that that's like, you don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. I gotta see a photo of a camera on a set with a director and actors to be like, that movie's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fair to say that at this point. So as much as I'm excited about the Ray movie and the Filoni movie and the Mangold movie and Sean Levy, who still hasn't been announced, which maybe we could talk about that because um, mm -hmm. he yeah. he's doing that thing where he's like, I'm just going to keep talking about this as much as I can so that they can't cancel it. <laughs> Whereas, right. Tyke so is be like, embarrassing for them if they. Tyke is like, uh, I don't know if I'm doing a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Who knows? So inevitably, if something happens with Sean Levy's movie, whether it's him or Lucasfilm, we're all gonna think it was Lucasfilm because <laughs> he was yeah, like, exactly. I'm making a movie, man. Yeah. It's yeah. like not around. It's like he could be a total jerk, and that's why I'm he got getting to the finish line. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's nuts. Um, I think like. <clears throat> like where we're at right now will be m more clear years later, the same way that we're looking at like 
how they released all these movies and they were like, oh, we're doing, you know, seven, eight and nine and middle films. And, you know, every year there's going to be a thing. And then they sort of like looked at it and they're like, that might have been too much or maybe we made the wrong decisions there. So they kind of, you know, they they also then pivot at one point to be like, oh, Disney Plus is going to be a thing and there's going to be these TV shows. Um, and we entered that era where we were like, I think the movies are done for a while. And I think the TV shows are going to like sustain us Star Wars wise. And that has been the case for a little while. But now the movies are headed back into production. We got three on the way, four on the way, possibly, you know, or more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, yeah, Lando it seems, yeah, it seems like, um, yeah, well, I was actually thinking Taika's. <laughs> So but Lando movies. movie as well. So it's like six. Yeah, it's crazy what, what, what's apparently on the horizon. But I think like we're going to look back at the area that we're at now and we're like, well, that was th- that was sort of the tail end of what they were thinking would be the new era, which would be TV could could supplement film. And they found out that didn't really work. It was it's good and people like it, but it can't replace film. Uh, even though it was as expensive and you ended up with longer or more technically more content out of star Wars, people didn't respond to it the same way as they do just going to a theater and seeing it for a couple weeks and then putting it out on Blu-ray, you know, mm-hmm. that's tricky because I, and I gotta be careful here cause I know how much people love Andor, but like that story probably could have been a two and a half hour movie. You know, Ahsoka probably could have been a two-hour movie. Watch it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think Obi Wan should have been a movie. I stand by that. Did you hear that too? Yeah. About I don't know if this is how accurate it is, but the the report of the budget of Obi Wan. No, um, I forget where I saw that, but it was reported that the budget for Obi Wan was only ninety million. <laughs> uh, which the budget really? of Obi Wan for some reason sounded like a Legends book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Star Wars yeah. and the budget of Obi Wan. He has to decide how much he wants to spend at the grocery store. That's okay. crazy though. 90, 90 million, much it's, less than other shows. That's like one episode of Andor, isn't it? I mean, Andor was like I think no. two hundred and seventy-five million <clears throat> for, for twelve, 12 episodes. episodes. So say one hundred and forty million compared to ninety million for Obi Wan. So almost fifty percent higher than Obi Wan's budget. Um, so Dang. which is which is. It shows, you know, it's like that old adage, you get what you pay for. Like, there's no question that the Obi-Wan series had a smaller budget. And sorry, right, wait, just- wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But the we'll break that down real quick, though, because you said it was 50 percent less, but More. it had 50 percent less episodes, too. It was only six out of versus 12. No, I said Andor right. had a 50 percent higher budget. Than Obi-Wan. Um, oh. Based on the episode uh, count. So say the $280 million budget divided in half is 140. Okay, gotcha. Away you go. But, um, uh, and thank you, Miss uh, Sanalitro, my uh, third grade math teacher. (laughs) I'm terrible at math, so don't ask me. She used to do these flashcard games for us. So thank you so much, wherever you are. God bless. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, and I still like the Obi-Wan series, but I, and I'm not saying I'm tired of the Disney Plus shows because I still think it's amazing when those shows are out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I get to watch a new live action Star Wars show you know, this, mm-hmm. uh, today or whatever. But they do even Ahsoka. It, it definitely feels like it's a TV show. And I had thought 
when they were doing these Star Wars shows that it was going to be able to feel the same as the movies, but just episodically. Um, I don't know that I could say any of these Star Wars shows live up to the budget of things like Game of Thrones or other massive uh, television series. I, I, I don't I don't know that I could say that. Um, and the, then that, that brings us back to the conversation about the volume, because four years ago, we were all the three of us included were gushing about this new technology and everything they could do uh realized actual shots because of it's on the screen and everything and now i feel like it's teetered back the other way where people are like are they using it the right way are they using it too much for all mm. their scenes should it just be complimentary so i think the appetite for new movies plus maybe feeling a little stale with especially the Manhattan Beach filmed Disney Plus Star Wars shows. It just feels like there's something lacking. And as I, I personally feel I'm biased because Star Wars is my favorite. I don't feel like Star Wars is looked at by Disney as the golden child. It's almost looked at as the second or third or, or what have you. And I don't like that. Personally, I don't like that. So I don't know what needs to change for that to happen. Uh, obviously movies is, is is one way to go but even now with like the box office returns for indiana jones or mission impossible i don't know like maybe we don't revisit billion dollar star wars box office which didn't exist uh i mean maybe with inflation but uh definitely with inflation in the original star wars but technically i think the force awakens was the first billion dollar star wars movie so it's not something we were always used to now mm-hmm. it's like after that we're like that's now the measure. I don't know that it is anymore. I think there you could still get a very successful movie out of Star Wars um, and have it be like 700 million or, or 800 million or something like that. Now, people will use that to say like, oh, it seems like billion is the benchmark, right? Because it's like, oh, Barbie made a billion dollars. This made a billion dollars. Which I think is rare now. I, I think I think what Barbie did is like crazy or Top Gun did is crazy to think because I think when we look at graphs in the future, there's going to be that spike of 2005, 2018, 2019, and then COVID, economy, strikes, you know, everything that their theaters are getting bashed over the head with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be rarer and rarer that we get million or billion dollar movies because even good movies I liked as a kid that were came out in like the 80s and stuff, it's like, how much movie that, how much money did that movie make? And it's like $40 million. And it's like, it wasn't always this obsession of box office and now it is now it's considered one of the reasons to prove why a movie's good. And I don't know that that's the case. I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. Because I feel like oftentimes the movies that do the best at the box office aren't necessarily the best movies. It's just the movies that people have been convinced either by trailers or their friends or whoever to go see it. Like I wouldn't well, argue. I, yeah. That I mean, I think they're excited to go see it just yeah. regardless of how good it is. They, they want to sure. go see see how it ends or how whatever mm-hmm. yeah. i it's just so tricky you know i miss going to the movie theater for star wars i miss the whole experience of that and i don't think the hype is there that is with the tv shows i think that the mandalorian did something that they didn't expect it to do with the whole grogu pop culture thing and how it kind of blew up and then everybody knows what the mandalorian is everybody knows what grogu baby yoda is yep I don't think they expected that. I think that's totally caught them off guard and they've been trying to make money off that since and they've been trying to push it even further. Um, But I still don't think the hype is the same as a movie. Like, it's just not. 
I think that there was a lot of hype around season two of The Mandalorian, but I think that hype has kind of gone away, to be honest. Yeah. And I'm not saying this just for me, because I'm always hyped for The Mandalorian. I'm saying for everybody else. Do you guys think the Hulu acquisition changes things from a content green light perspective? You know, I... I think they're going to combine those two. I think those two services are going to become one service. And just so the, the name Hulu is going to be gone and it's going to be under Disney Plus or it's going to be like Disney Media something. Yeah. Mm. Why wouldn't you? You have a full catalog of stuff. Why wouldn't you combine it all? Mm. I mean, you could have stuff be on Hulu and you could have other stuff be on Disney Plus and keep both of them keep to keep people buying both. But you could use certain properties to say, you know, hey, we've acquired this or we've created this. This is Hulu original, but it's like also going to be on Disney Plus or Disney Plus things could also like Star Wars could also be on Hulu so that maybe some of those people are a little bit more enticed to get Hulu because some of the Disney Plus stuff they like is there, you know, right. Mm-hmm. What I would want to see is there um, some of that Disney stuff. <clears throat> I could see them keeping it around, but then sort of playing the game where certain stuff plays on both platforms. Yeah. My question is like, you said something, John. I don't feel like the shows are not cinematic. I think maybe what's happening is we're just watching them at home on our TVs, and there's something missing, like the crowd. Oh, I disagree. You, really? Yeah. I, you, you, I can't watch Obi Wan, and even you and I saw it in the big screen in, in Anaheim, the first right. two episodes. It feels low budget. It just does. There, oh, like, I mean, there's less okay. background actors, like <clears throat> like considerably less. Uh, I don't. Di- I don't they even had to get Obi-Wan. Star Wars podcasters to be extras. But <laughs> it's like I think that's by far the outlier. But when we're talking about like Mandalorian, when we're talking about say Ahsoka, was probably like one of the better looking ones. I thought Ahsoka looked good, but then you can tell with certain scenes or certain episodes where they were like, "This is where we're going to save our money," and like the glaring. One to me was Peridia, the just the landscape of that. We're going to a brand new galaxy in Star Wars. Limitless imagination. Imagine like what would George Lucas do if he was like, I'm gonna just open up a new galaxy. Like stuff could be upside down, things could be all weird. They're like, it's it's just rocky parts of Southern California. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, George we- did shoot a lot in California. Sure, he did. But with the prequels, when he had the, the technology to do things. Mm-hmm. Like order, you want to talk about Order sixty six, Fallujah, and all those planets? That was some weird stuff. Like yeah. even like Coruscant, like Camino. There, there's weird things that he did. Um, and then like the Thrawn, I don't know if it's Thrawn ship. I guess I felt like it looked like he was clearly there was a screen there, and like that wasn't this giant long hallway. There, there were parts of it which. I never felt watching a Star Wars movie. Um, maybe here and there with some of the matte painting stuff they did, like the Millennium Falcon behind Lando and Return of the Jedi stands out to me. But for mm-hmm. the most, and that's a 40 year old movie. So it gets some leeway. But I've never, like the last five Star Wars movies we've gotten, I've never once was watching a scene like, oh man, that looks rough or that looks bad. I. And that's me having a high standard for Star Wars because I love it so much. I think Star Wars is supposed to be the one cutting edge, setting the bar, not the one people are like, did you see see that Obi-Wan Star Wars show? Like, 
we're not at the point anymore where George Lucas is making this charming serial thing. Star Wars is became king. It became the greatest. It, it, it created the blockbuster movie uh, experience. I I want Star Wars to be the one where people are like, did you see like basically how people treat James Cameron now? I think Star Wars should be the one people are talking about like that. Did you see what they did with that new Star Wars movie? Holy cow. You <laughs> got to check out what they did with the special effects for it. We haven't heard that in a while. Especially because yeah. James Cameron fell in love with movies because of Star Wars. Right. And so we we hear it all the time with Avatar, even though those movies seem to come and go and don't really like stick around in terms of people loving characters and stories and stuff. It's a spectacle. If you take that visual spectacle and apply it to something as mythical and generational as Star Wars, we could be hitting new heights. It's, it's just pretty a matter wild of, that there was Disney, a... does Disney want to buy into the IP truly? And and it, it, like you can't have one foot in, one foot out. Like you got to go all in on this four billion dollar thing that you already made your money back on, and pump money into Star Wars. Don't do it with these silly novelty square dance hotel things, which I know people love, and I totally respect that. Put the money into the things that make this stuff good, and everything else will trickle from that. You'll get uh, rides based on the new movies. You'll get shows based on the new movies. They got to put all in on new movies. And I hope all these ones that they're talking about get made. I hope they're all great. But Star Wars should not be stumbling at making movies. It's the one thing Star Wars should be great at. And it seems to be the one thing that they're having the most trouble with, which is why I'm thinking maybe there does need to be a new voice in there. And Disney hmm. Disney is all, all as much to blame here, too, because they own it. And I understand that sometimes they put their foot on Kathleen Kennedy's head and She's a classy professional. She's never going to like say that. So her mm-hmm. hands are tied. And I, I have a lot of respect for her for, for taking the brunt of all this. Because you're not seeing YouTube videos with Bob Iger with red eyes as much as you're seeing Kathleen Kennedy. And he and Chapik and all those people are all just as much to blame for anything you may or may not like about how Star Wars is being operated. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's kind of crazy that Avatar got a land before star Wars got a land, which is kind of funny in in Disney. But, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the other part of my thing, John, I, I was, I, I got your opinion on it. I, I was thinking it was partially the TV thing. Like we're sitting at home watching it and it's not so much that that maybe is the reason why it doesn't feel special. So I'm going to ask Lacey this question. So the next show's coming out, maybe it's skeleton crew. Maybe it's, Mandalorian season, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Whatever Star Wars show is next, right? Mm -hmm. They do some sort of deal with a movie theater where you can buy basically like a season pass and every Wednesday you have your seat in the theater and you can watch every episode and it's the same people, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're buying like stadium tickets, like you've got your seats. How much would you pay to watch every episode of the next show as they come out in a theater with people. And do you think that would change? You wouldn't pay any, you wouldn't do that. No, you'd watch it at home. I would, I would watch it at home. I, uh, I feel like a movie theater should be saved for movies. And I couldn't see myself going back every single week with my life and my schedule and uh, to watch something in the movie theater every single week. 
Like the convenience of watching it at home to me is awesome. I think the best way that they've done it so far has been Tuesday nights where you get to watch it at night with everybody oh, else online. For sure. That to me has changed the yeah, that to me has changed the experience of watching with people. But I think the hype of watching a movie, like a one and done type thing, is different than going back every single week to watch something in the movie theater. It's just it's it's not realistic. Like you're gonna get, yeah, like families are gonna get babysitters or they're gonna try to bring their kids to a a, a theater for a thirty five minute TV episode. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, Danny makes a good point in the comments. She said, I would love a theater experience, but only after the season is done and the whole season at once. Yeah, oh. that that would be cool, but that's long. That's but that long. would be cool. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I agree with John. I feel like while there are moments in these shows that I agree are absolutely stunning and beautiful cinematography, they're not movies. They're not huge practical sets. They're not on location. You could tell there aren't as many droids and aliens and creature shop and like all this other stuff. You could just tell. And like that was one of the biggest critiques I think of Andor and a lot of the other shows was that where are all the aliens? Like where are all the creatures? Where are all these? It makes the galaxy feel really small as the TV shows. The, I mean, James bringing this up as an option, uh, mm. I completely understand it. Sure. But it's part of the problem. Because I'm, I'm like, wondering if that experience, though, is like it, like if el it would elevate the show, like you have the opportunity to make the show better because you're watching it in a theater. It becomes more theatrical because the people around you all laugh at the same joke. Well, they did it for go, one of these okay episodes, moments, right? It becomes more theatrical. They did it for a couple. They of did the it for the Anakin episode or something. How, yeah, like, they did go? it for like, a couple of the Ahsokas. Right. Limited I feel theaters. Like those are like, like very limited things. I, I was I guess I was thinking if. In, instead of like one episode like John you're right we did get to see like the first two in a theater sort of situation and that's cool we watched the Mandalorian episode at Celebration as well but it's like I guess I'm thinking like if you could experience the whole season as it rolled out but the only change would be that it's in a crowd with people how would that change our feelings on the shows and the, the theatricalness of it I think watching in your living room alone you know, is different, right? Uh, yeah, I just is that don't, hurting like, the shows. If, if, is that hurting the if, specialness of Star Wars? And all due respect, because I understand your point. If we're at the point where we're like saying they should consider taking their lower budget TV shows and replacing the theatrical experience with those because they aren't coming out with movies, that's a problem. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so, I'm, I'm like, they should be making movies. I'm not standing that ground i'm just looking at how you could how could you turn what is you know like I, don't know. Said, I think everybody gets my point it's i the, feel like the, it's they're making star wars but it's they're giving it to you on a tv and it's not that experience of going to the theater so. the people who were inspired by star wars to make movies are now making movies and star wars isn't and some of them are arguably making better movies than star wars so and a lot of them probably watch star wars on a vhs at home it's it james was about cameron the story yeah, saw Not Star the... Wars in the movie theater. He was a truck driver at the time. Yeah, he was a he, trucker. He walked out of the movie theater and said, I'm going to become a movie director and walked into his local library and got every book on movie directing and became a movie director. And then like three years later, he made Term The Terminator. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, now, Lacey, I know I, I like I like the, the discussion so far. No doubt mm -hmm. about it. But mm -hmm. I know we have uh, some super chats to uh, add to the fire here. 
We do. So our first super chat comes from Miles. Hey, Miles, how's it going? He said, regarding Ahsoka, should Jason been the one holding the lightsaber and not Sabine? In my opinion, the blue one, just like his dad before him. Mm. So I guess state of Star Wars, how we're feeling about characters in general. Uh, So what do you guys think? Do you think Jason should have been the one holding lightsaber, not Sabine? Like, do you think they handled Jason well? Do you think they're doing a good job with the transition of characters from animation to live action? What happened to James? What happened to did Kanan's lightsaber explode with him? Is that where his is? That happened. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm sorry if I'm not understanding the question. To should Jason have been the one holding the lightsaber and not Sabine? Like we mean Ezra's lightsaber? He was keeping it. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Is he saying should Jason have had it, not Sabine? But Ezra's is green, and I don't. I think in my opinion, he's the blue one, just like his dad before him. Hmm. I, I think Sorry. he's just saying, should he have the lightsaber or should Sabine have it? I think that's what the question is. Um, I would just answer it that way. I not. I, I mean, we've, you know, we've talked about Sabine being a Jedi mm-hmm. through and through. I think that uh, Jason's day is coming. Um, yeah. So I, I think the the building of a lightsaber and probably who knows, actually, we may have already seen Jason's lightsaber. Maybe Ezra says, oh, no, that doesn't make sense. I was going to say this one. I built it because, you know, Kanan, it was like his or whatever, you know, right. and gives it to him. But the building of the lightsaber is important. But I so I don't know. Maybe yeah, not that. we'll but, see. Yeah. Any thoughts, John? Or. Um, yeah, I think there's more to come with Jason. Um, I think fast tracking that. I think if they gave him a lightsaber now with everything that happened in Ahsoka, it would have told us that they don't have big plans for the character going forward. Mm-hmm. I think you need to get him in a situation where all eyes are on him from an audience perspective. We're not worried about Throne, Ahsoka, Sabine, uh, Balin, everyone. Because uh, he wasn't in the show much, and he was in the known galaxy for a while, so I think there's a future with the character. I hope there is, and I'd like to think that there is going to be a bigger focus, sort of like James was saying, like building lightsaber is important. So uh, right. one day, Miles, we we must have patience. Yeah, I feel like Miles, you have a lot of critiques about Ahsoka, and I appreciate that because I like when someone cares so much that they're like, "Look, I have to, I have to get this out." It's a good <laughs> so, question. Yeah, thanks, thanks for asking Miles. your question. Next is Diamond Figs. What up, man? Thanks for the super chat. So I think all post-COVID Star Wars is just super rushed. I don't mind waiting for Star Wars if it's going to be the best possible product. Fair. I do think there was a little rushing. And I think um, as we were discussing earlier about the 2020 stuff when they did that big investor day, I think there was a lot of on Disney being like, go, 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 go. Like, tell them whatever you want. And people were like, uh, we have nothing. And they're like, yes, you do. And we've seen kind of the fallout from that. But good, good point. Appreciate it. Next is Freezy. Speaking, of, oh, speaking yep. of Donald Glover, I found out he did a lot of werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> it's like, that's not Tracy Morgan. It's Donald Glover doing a Tracy Morgan impression. Oh, that's I'm really like, That's pretty wild. <laughs> next is Freezy2324. Wouldn't be a show without Freezy. What up, man? He said, do you think the next Star Wars movie that gets released will feel less special because of the amount of content that Disney has put out? This is a great, great question. I was like, wait, question. <laughs> Great question. John, what do you think? Um, 
I don't think so. Um, the only thing that could be is that it's too soon. Like if Ray, if the Ray movie is the first movie, which it seems like it's going to be, unless something really changes, I still think it might be too soon for her return. But beyond that, I think once people get a trailer, a title, mm-hmm. uh, the opportunity to buy those tickets and like go to the theater, sit in the seat, like oh, the, the, it doesn't matter how long it is. Anytime, at least for me anyway, I can only talk about my feelings on it, but mm-hmm. anytime I'm sitting in a theater to watch a new Star Wars movie, I get, I, I get them now. I get the goosebumps. I get the feeling. It's a very special, nuanced thing that can't be replicated by other franchises for me. So I, I think it'll still feel special. It might not feel the way... I don't think we'll ever feel the way we felt when we first saw, whether it's our first Star Wars movie we ever saw, maybe for some people that was the original or Phantom Menace, or for a lot of people recently, how we felt with The Force Awakens and the return of Star Wars. We may not hit that again, but I think it will always feel special watching a brand new Star Wars movie in a theater, especially because they confirmed the crawls coming back. Like you need all that stuff and it's Mm -hmm. all there. It's all coming. It's just a matter of uh, when. So I personally don't think it'll be less special. James, what do you think? I, yeah, quickly, I th- I think it it will a little bit. Um, I just think it's it's you know we've we finished up that trilogy, and we've had stuff holding us over, and it's it's obviously we just talked. It's not movie quality, but it's movie quality. You know what I mean? It's good. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and then we get this another movie. You know, a few years later, I think just naturally that's not as exciting as the two times Star Wars have returned with episode one and everybody was super hyped and Mm -hmm. episode seven when everybody was super hyped because every time that has happened, people thought there's no more Star Wars. And in this case, we're like, there's more Star Wars coming. We know it. We're waiting. And now I'm a little afraid that the movies aren't going to live up to expectations. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, it's tough. I, I think I think that it, it what John said is accurate, but I do think it it it, it it's n- really not going to live up to what we have seen before. So the hype will be somewhat diminished. It's tough because especially fans that have become fans through the Disney era of Star Wars, a lot of them believe they've seen the best Star Wars already, whether it be. Uh, the force awakens or the last jedi or rogue one like they've already believed like oh this is the best star wars can be so anything that comes after that they're just comparing it to those things um which is unfortunate because every star wars should be viewed as a new story and a new adventure um but it is tough that when you we're gonna get a movie now we're gonna be looking at it like okay this better be better than mandalorian this better be better than any tv show i've ever seen and if it doesn't add up (laughs) there's gonna be an issue um but thank you freezy appreciate the question i saw someone commenting i think it was angry magma what up man in the comment he said does Lacey have a new mic she sounds different i'm battling a cold so (laughs) i'm sorry if i sound a little nasally uh i'm trying my best here to breathe and talk at the same time um but anyway but yeah let's get back into it all right so what Lacey, where, where what would you like to talk about what would you like to get into um, 
I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit about toys and merch. I mean, I feel like I have the Hasbro page up right now just so I don't miss anything that currently came out. First of all, Carson Tava electronic helmet came out. So happy for Paul. <laughs> so happy Very for cool. Carson Tava. Super cool. Might have to pick it up. And by it might, I mean, I'm probably going to. Ooh, um, did you see him as in The Last Airbender? Looks awesome. He looks so great. I'm so yeah. happy for him. There's no one that I want more success for than Paul. He is such a genuinely wonderful human being that I just want to see him succeed, especially after Kim's convenience and the dirty stuff they did to him with that. So he just deserves all the success. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think Hasbro has unfortunately been in a situation where they're still releasing stuff so much later than the actual shows and content. Um, it's just tricky. They did just put out a vintage collection Chewbacca for Life Day, which sold out immediately. People were pretty pumped about that because it's one of those rare ones. But I feel like every time I see stuff, it's like, oh, we're going to re-release this Stormtrooper again. Oh, we're going to re-release Anakin again. Oh, we're doing another Anakin and another Padme. And it's like prequel, 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 Stormtrooper. The coolest thing they've done recently, I think, is the hologram series where they like the figure goes on a light and it glows. I thought that was like really unique and different. And I like what they're doing with the lightsabers and the cosplay like pieces with the helmets. But to me, I just I saw it online and I agree with it, which a lot of people have said. It's like you keep seeing the same characters over and over and over again. And I don't understand how they're still making all these stormtroopers and have not made characters like Ben Solo or more or solo characters, solo creatures, aliens. Like why do we keep getting these same molds over and over and over again? And mm -hmm. that's my critique. But why I, I, I gotta choose my words carefully here. We're live and we're getting trouble. Uh, <laughs> I, trouble. No, well, I've because I've been the one person I think on this podcast that takes shots at Hasbro once in a while, and uh -huh. I, I, don't I've told them to their face like, "Hey, where's my Ben Solo figure?" But I don't understand why we couldn't have had Balin Skull on the pegs in August, ready his, to go. His figure is the only one out. that's sold out currently right it now. It doesn't, but it doesn't even come out until February. Mm. I can't like the show ended a month ago, and they're like. But don't worry, if you like that character, in five months, you can get its character. I think some Obi-Wan stuff just came out. It's just, I don't, none of that makes sense. They, they just released Andor. They can tell me it's because of the secrecy and all that stuff. And if, if it's because of secrecy, then that needs to change. Because mm -hmm. like it, does, it, just, it doesn't make any logical sense. Unless they're punting on the idea of Star Wars figures and how that was always so congruent with the experience of going to see a new Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like the first wave of Star Wars action figures was late. And then once they understood the power of it, they were coming out before the movies came out. So the people had a Boba Fett figure in their hand before they even knew what he was. They were able to come up with their own stories about him. And now they're, they come out with these shows. Everyone's like, this character is amazing. And they're like, don't worry. You can pre-order it now, and then it'll ship to you uh, around Valentine's Day. It's just I that stuff, and I, I don't I don't need to go on a long thing about it because I've said it before. It makes no sense. The, all the you can tell me all the excuses in the world as to why it's the case. It wasn't the case before, 
So I don't know why it's the case now. And it's just pretty depressing when I'm when I when I'm at the uh, Target or somewhere with my son. And he's like, oh, Dad, I want you to get the toy aisle. And I roll by the Star Wars aisle and I take a photo of it every time. And it's like the lowest grade lightsabers, a plushie from Young Jedi Adventures. And a lot of And porks. then like <laughs> a, a, a vintage figure of a character that nobody knows. And that's it. It just always feels like vintage and, and Obi-Wan to me. Yeah. It's so for some reason I, and I'm, I am happy for uh, Paul Sun Young Lee to, for the how that's awesome that he's getting the helmet. I think that's really cool. And I hope people buy that up because I think the character has uh, a good future in Star Even Wars. Even him. Why is but, it taking this long for him to get an action figure? What are we doing? I, I know it's, it, I, I just, I just don't get it. And I, I think that's part of the disconnect with fans, especially if you want young fans to really be involved. Cause my son plays with action figures, you know, he's five. Uh, he doesn't play what with Star Wars action figures. Uh, right now, he's into Venom and Spider-Man and, and that nice. stuff. Nice, nice. But it would be really cool if, you know, like after the show airs, like the Monday morning or however they do it now, like the couple days later, they put out that poster of the character. Yeah. You know, like every show gets like right. a character poster. It'd be so sweet if the same day the pre-order for the toy dropped and they had the toy like ready they to go. They did do that. Something. They did that for Mando Monday. But I should be able to watch a but, new but was it of the new Ahsoka. characters throughout mm-hmm. that season? Oh, mm-hmm. was? All right. So season two that. of Mando, they did do that. They did Mando Mondays and it was a big thing. And every Monday they had the characters that were in the previous episode. So like they did the Funko with Baby Yoda eating the eggs they did like oh, yeah. stuff that related to those episodes. And I don't know why, um, to your defending what you're saying, James, I don't know why they went away from they that stopped. model. They stopped right. doing it. Um, again, they they lean on, hey, it's secrecy, it's production oh. time. But I, I mean, I'm going to even say that like I feel like we don't get a lot of just all different types of merch. I'm not just saying action figures. I'm saying like, <laughs> I don't think we get, <laughs> it seems like the same t-shirts are coming out, the same. And as a collector, it's unfortunate because I like kind of like the more weird stuff. But looking at the Rise of Skywalker, we didn't get a Ray lightsaber for what, two years? Two years I got away. I had to wait for my light, Ray lightsaber. And then they like, didn't even too. have Babu Frick out until what, a year later? Maybe, maybe also move into parks like the the status of a the the hotel and all that, but um, just like Galaxy's yeah. Edge, the merch that's coming out of there, the yeah. way they're bringing in new characters. Like now, we're seeing Boba Fett, we're seeing Ahsoka, we're seeing Hera, we're seeing you know, and it's like they're moving away from it. Seems like that model of like this is a very specific time of the Last Jedi, and they've. Do you think that they'll like revamp parts of the park, or do you think they're just going to play in like? Hera went to Batu one day. I don't know. I feel like with action figures and merch in general, with the Force Awakens and the Rise of Skywalker, they had those big events where you went to the store at like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. to see what was there, and that's where you got everything. And because there's this shift to online, especially during COVID, where they had to shift accordingly to you know, make money and be a business – the problem is everything's being sold online now. There's no in-person need. So they're carrying less store stuff in stores. They're also just doing only online. It takes kind of the hype away. It's kind of like the discussion we just had for a good chunk of this episode about TV versus movies. 
Right. When you're at home ordering something, it's not the same feeling as going to a store and finding it. It's not the same feeling as lucking upon one in the pegs that you've been looking for. Even um, I was caught up in the merch of The Force Awakens, though. I was like interested in getting everything, toys everything. and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not into that anymore. And I yeah. I think that it, are they also realizing that they're like, yeah, we could do it like we did for The Force Awakens. It was very exciting then, but nobody's going to buy it. Like we have to tune to the model of what we actually are selling and people are not buying yeah. this stuff. But can, is like, that what's going on? I think they just don't want to do events anymore from what I've talked to with the guys from I'm guys so... and the ladies uh, mm-hmm. of Hasbro. I think they're just not into the whole store event model i think they've moved away from brick and mortar stores because they don't see that there's a a benefit of doing that way um then they moved into the mando monday model which was also somewhat different but interesting it still did the whole release thing and there was some type of it just as someone that's a collector not just of star wars stuff of all different types of stuff i like christmas decorations like i i collect things all the time some say hoarder we'll use i am not a hoarder (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm just eating I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff in the past few years. I am not a hoarder. Um, But as a collector or someone that has a thrill of finding things at a flea market or wherever, buying it online is not the same as going to a place and finding it in a bin. And there's a joy in that. There's like kind of like a fun story to that. Like some of my favorite pieces in my collection are things that I found that I was like, oh my God. I found this at a flea market. It was a little banged up. I cleaned it up. It looks great. Or, oh, I couldn't believe I found this. Um, And I think that joy has been missing for me personally with collecting. And then also with stores like Amazon or Walmart or Target, like they don't get the whole idea of collecting. They know that there's money behind it and they know people are spending money. But when they ship you stuff, it's dinged up. It's like stepped on. Like they don't see the importance of like the actual package and what the the action figure looks like. Um, so it's, you know, it's tough. It's just, I, I miss the idea of going to a store and looking for something. And I agree with John a hundred percent. Like you go to the store and they're empty. Well, I think that they need to rethink their model and like, not just cater to people with, uh, expendable income who are just going to put something on their shelf in a box. I think they need to keep their eye on the next generation of fans of things. If they want people to continue to love this franchise and kids are always going to be it. And just my personal experience, my son loves going to toy aisles, looking at a figure being like, what is that sword? What do you think he does with that? And he doesn't even know what it is. It just looks cool. And it's just not not there for Star Wars. There's wrestling figures. There's a lot of other stuff. I'm not saying it's how it used to be. But Star Wars is the most barren out of all of the aisles. And whether it's online or in a store, put out your toys when something is out as a show or or movie so these kids can play with them, watch it on screen, play with them, be like, I like this. I'm going to create this story. It's all woven in together. And it's just gone now. And I keep hearing these excuses about it's the secrecy. Uh, it's they're also these, seventeen to twenty five dollars a piece. Make a five dollar figure again. Yes, do the yeah. three point seven five that a kid can play with. Rip the box open. I don't care what it's going to be worth when it's mm. graded in forty years. Kids, <laughs> it's these toys are meant for kids. Target that audience. 
My son, every time we go to the toy store, Daddy, can I get a toy? Daddy, can I get a toy? It's like, well, you can't get a Star Wars toy. Not because of me, because there are none. I also but miss toy stores in general. Like I, found now these like- at- I heard Toys R Us is making a slight comeback. I, I found these at um, Kroger, like a grocery store. And I was like, they're pretty accurate. They're, they don't have like a lot of motion. But like the fact that they just like stand and look pretty good. So it James has bucks. a Mandalorian and Grogu figure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, five below is where you can get decent Star Wars figures that I think don't it's the sell. Same, I think it's yeah. the same toys. Yeah, it's five below, mm-hmm. but they had them at Kroger, and I think I've seen them at like Walmart or whatever. But yeah, they're like single package characters. But who and are they I'm placating like, five to? Bucks, like yeah, heck that, like yeah. that. We need more of that. Like like when I saw the I forget if it was Celebration Anaheim when they did the the Haslab like Riva lightsaber. That one failed, yeah. I was like, no, that is not going to pass. And I know that. And I'm not in the toy industry. Like, who are they listening to? Is it a bubble of Star Wars fans on Twitter that made Reva seem bigger than she was in popularity? Like, how do you make that? Make, if they made a Ben Solo lightsaber for HasLab or something, that would have passed. Like, how do, who is not reading the room at these companies? I don't understand it. And it's like, I sound like upset and i'm not even a collector but i know that it the success of toys helps the success of the franchise and getting kids into it and all of that and it just seems like something that they're just dropping the ball on and i don't we have this kind every state of star wars we talk about these toys and it's the same thing every time nothing has changed Mm. and 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 let alone the, the 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 repaints and 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 all that stuff it's just I don't know what's going on with these toys. Star Wars used to be the king of toys. It used to be like, oh, the new Star yeah, Wars toys are coming out. And now it's just barren. And it's all about these collectors and 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 the exclusives that people are scalping online. And it, it's just like, the, it's just not fun. And it's supposed to be this fun thing for kids. Like, I would love to watch my son who plays with action figures. If I pop on a Star Wars thing, he has you know, Shin and Sabine and he has them fighting and he makes up a story and then he goes into his room and continues the story. And he's like, dad, I really like this. That's gone. It just doesn't exist. But why would he do that when he has YouTube and iPad and video? Because he game? likes toys, James. I don't know. <laughs> no, what I know. Here. My daughter, her favorite thing that I have is it's like a big BBA. It's like, I don't know, a couple feet big. I got it from home goods years ago for like $8. It was on clearance. Wow. Yeah. But like, that's an example. Like, I got it because it was eight bucks because I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to get this. Was it TJ Maxx, you said? Something like that? Home goods. Home goods. Yeah. But like, that's something that as a collector, to me, it was like, I found this awesome thing for eight. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But kids don't care about that stuff. But at the same time, no one in their right mind as a parent, as an aunt, an uncle, a friend, whoever that is responsible for buying gifts for their favorite children in their life, mm-hmm. you can't afford to buy Star Wars stuff for people. No. It's so expensive. Yep. And it's expensive as a collector too. Like that's why over the years, unfortunately, I've had to budget myself in the sense of like, okay, what can I afford to get and what can I not afford to get because everything is so expensive and it's only going to get worse um so i completely agree i think they're kind of boxing out younger fans that you know can't afford to buy 25 five dollar figures well quickly yeah. you know to just for the sake of moving on i mean how do you guys feel about the parks or how do you feel about 
you know, uh, one of the questions that was brought up here um, or one of the statements that was pulled up on the show was um, the, where are all the Bad Batch figures? You know, we got this animated yeah. show, which it seems to me like if you ask like Star Wars fans generally our age, they're like, I don't watch the animated stuff because it's for kids, which we argue against sometimes. But <clears throat> the thing is, is if it's for kids, then why aren't all of our kids into Rebels and Bad Batch? It doesn't seem like they are. It seems like they're still into, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren and just the same, you know, like either up, up, up your animation to, for a different demographic if you, you know, or do what it's supposed to do and create shows that kids are actually interested in and then sell them toys. Yeah, I don't know if it's been marketed the best to children in general, Star Wars. I think it's been marketed to us and then people bring their kids to it. I don't think it's the other way around, whereas, hey, mom, dad, uncle, aunt, whoever, grandpa, grandma, I want to go see Star Wars. Everybody's talking about Star Wars because when I was little, regardless of what property or franchise it was, it was me telling my parents I wanted to go see it. Mom, dad, I want to go see Casper. Like they didn't right. say, hey, Lacey, do you want to go see Casper? That was me and my friends at school in first grade talking about how we wanted to see Casper. So I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but I just don't think they've really marketed it well to young fans. And I think specifically with the merchandise and stuff, they've openly said that their main audience is older collectors. So they've tailored their whole business model to older collectors. And they've kind of boxed out these other younger fans. Um, my hope is maybe through the High Republic with the younger books, like the middle age, uh, middle school books and the young kid books, children will get into Star Wars. But even then, it's like, where are they going to go after that? Because they're not going to see, I mean, the High Republic stuff. It's not an animated show. It's not a TV Those figures are not series. It's not a movie. You know what I mean? So even if they were giving away High Republic books to every school in America and the kids were reading them and they liked the characters, High Republic is still, in a way, sort of a dead end. Mm -hmm. It's ending soon, too, anyway, right? It's what? It's ending soon, like the next phase, right? We're on phase three. Which yeah. I just got... Thank you to Penguin Random House. I got the Thank Eye of Darkness, Penguin. George Mann. Now is the time for the Republic's reckoning. Now is the time we show them what it means to be against the Nile. Dun, Great dun, dun. character. And it's unfortunate he lives there and only there. <laughs> mm. Right, right. Well, right. who knows what the future holds. Um, all right. I know we are up on time. Uh, we There's a lot more we can get into for sure. Um, so... We probably only have time for one question. <laughs> well, we should take we should take some. What, what do we got? Uh, Sarah Glover, what up? Or do we want to do the intro first? My we bad. don't have to do the oh. intro. Okay. Yeah, let's do the intro. Woohoo! I've been wondering, what are midi chlorians? Yeah. All right, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sarah asked, will Jaleel White be playing Hondo in Skeleton Crew? Uh, no. No? That is interesting. Yeah, I didn't no. even hear that. Is that a rumor? I don't think so. I think, I think, she, it's... I think she just threw that out there. 
because he said he's in it, right? So she's saying, yeah, he's in it. think of yeah. who it could be. Sarah, that is great, you know, speculation. I, I That's awesome. I didn't even consider that, but I would say no. I would think that they would probably use the voice of Jim Cummings, Jim Cummings. and have someone stand in. Yeah, I yeah, I can't see. I think he's just one of those actors that was really famous at a specific time, but is not not doing anything right now to the level of like oh, he's so good and underrated. They're giving him this big opportunity or anything mm, like that. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I still feel like he's probably just in the show in the background. Um, especially too, he was he came out and he said he was in it. He's probably thinking it's that it wasn't that big of a deal because he's like a background character, whatever. If he was involved to the level of being a character like Hondo, I think he would know more about like the do not say anything contract. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, he's probably just like I walked in the scene once. <laughs> yeah, which honestly I would kill just for that to be like, yeah. hey, I was in the scene. Playing a pilot named Steve Verkel. <laughs> Sarah, that was really cool, though. That was that was a great question. I think, I, I, if it comes true, though, we're we're uh, wild, yeah. we're blowing Sarah up. Sarah, you're it. getting all the credit. Uh, we all do have it. a super chat from Fort Worthy, and hey, man, what's up? Hey. Nice photo, looking sharp. He said, "TRB, y'all are the best." Oh, uh, thanks. You're man. the best. I have a, I have a friend that is just super talented at creating things. He recently created an app where you take a, a picture of yourself. Like you take a couple photos and it will, it will like make business photos for you using like AI and hmm. generative, uh, a, uh, generative, uh, content or whatever it is. Interesting. But yeah, his stuff is so cool, man. You take a couple pictures of yourself and all your photos look like that. They look great. I'm like, that's awesome, dude. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, All right. Uh, That takes us to the end of the show. So first off, we want to thank everybody, whether you joined us live or you're listening on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for being part of TRB. We hope you enjoyed the show. Our take on the state of Star Wars. So we got into movies, TV, history, action figures, merch, uh, books. uh, And there's a lot more to talk about, which we will check in on our winter edition in 2024 but we hope you enjoyed this discussion let us know what you think about our thoughts what are your thoughts on the state of star wars hit us up in the comments on youtube or of course on social media at trb podcasts uh and of course you can email us resistance at gmail.com uh we brought up patreon before if you are able to support us uh hop over to the site we have a lot of exclusive content we put out just on there. We also have a Discord server if you're souring on certain social media platforms for our tier three and up patrons. Uh, a lot of stuff, commentaries. There's a tons of stuff over there as a thank you for your support. So head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tier started just five bucks. Uh, we appreciate it. If you're not able to, totally cool. But if you're able to support us, it's a good time. And uh, in my opinion, one of the better Patreons that I've seen out there. Um, special shout out to the generals and spice runners on our Patreon. Carmelo, our longest running general. I think he's been with us for five years. <laughs> Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Ronde, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Shitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Sneaky Zebra, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jetta, DiMaggio, Diana and Dave Hornack. And the Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian. Uh, for me, Johnny Hoey on social media. 
uh, my movie podcast, just like the movies. Uh, and yeah, uh, we'll be back Monday to talk more Star Wars. Lacey, how about you? People can find me on social media at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And you could also find me this past week on Children of the Watch. Oh, you we took teamed it. I was up say. with those buddies over there um, <laughs> to give our Star Wars pitches for uh, an original TV show. So that was really fun. Um, I'm not going to lie. I said in the show, I still stand by it. I was super nervous because <laughs> I went out of the box with that one, but, uh, I'm interested to see what you guys think. So definitely hit us up on social and let us know whose did you like? What was interesting? Yeah, that's a good know. time. Good time. Those are good. It's for good sure. It's like a, it's like a bonus episode of resistance broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good time. So thanks Alex and Mac for having us on. Although Mac, hope you're feeling better, dude. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, James, where can people hit uh, you up? So, social media at Myra Trunks, M-I-R-A-H-T-R-U-N-K-S. All right. Uh, James and I will be back with you all on Monday to dive into some of the latest news, among other things. And uh, thank you all so much for being a part of TRB, listening and watching. And we will see you next time with another episode. So have a wonderful weekend. And until then, see you around, kids.